Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening here today. Sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Reclaim Me. I'm your host, Madeline Heather. Reclaim Me is a true crime podcast told by those at the centre of those crimes, the victim survivors. The general public often hears stories of victim survivors through the lenses of perpetrators or the media, and we're changing that narrative here. These interviews are raw and honest, so a word of warning is necessary as discussion and topics may be triggering or distressing for some listeners, so please use your discretion. If you need help or support, please see the suggested resources in the show notes of this episode or contact your local crisis service. Hello. Today I am joined by Kat Crowley, who is the Campaigns Manager for Polished Man, which is a campaign supported by YGAP. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so happy to have you on. You and I have been in contact on and off for a while um, discussing all things Polished Man. Um, But do you mind, I guess, introducing yourself and maybe a little bit about what you do? Like you said, my name is Kat Crowley and I'm the campaigns manager uh, at Polish Man, which is powered by YGAP. So a little bit about what I do is I manage the campaign in its entirety down to talking with our fundraisers, to motivating people, inspiring them with their fundraising, uh, getting ambassadors to sign on, developing the entire campaign, comms, the social media, the look, kind of everything. So my job encompasses everything that is that is Polish Man. That is a lot of work for one person to manage. It's an incredible piece of work and it's actually Polish Man is how I've met so many of the guests that have come onto this podcast as well to share their stories. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what Polish Man is? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we've had some some really great ambassadors come through the program over the years. Um, a little bit about Polish Man. It is a awareness and fundraising campaign to help end violence against women and children. So essentially what the campaign is, it's asking people to sign up, polish up, one fingernail, paint it blue, paint it whatever colour you like, but it's it's essentially you um, polish your fingernail to start a conversation in October and then go on to raise funds um, that go towards trauma recovery and trauma prevention programs throughout the world that are looking to end violence against women and children. It's just incredible because it is such a conversation starter, isn't it? It's such a simple an easy concept for people to get on board with and to understand. And it's just generating a conversation that can help 
so much. I mean, so much of these crimes and so much of the victims' experience of these crimes as well is, I feel, stooped in shame and guilt and there's no way for people to speak out about that, especially in like a, a, a normal setting, you know. I feel like we experience, you know, maybe you might go to a therapist maybe and disclose or you might disclose at a night out to your mates. But, you know, when you've got somebody sitting across the coffee table, you know, from you at work and they go, oh, you've got both hands with one fingernail painted blue. What have you got that for? And it generates that incredible conversation. How did you come, how did the team or you or whoever started Polish Man come up with that? Yeah, uh, it's it's actually a really fascinating and really great story. So 10 years ago this year, um, Elliot Costello, who was the creator of YGAP and Polish Man, he went over um, to Cambodia on a trip with Hagar International and while over there, he met this young girl, Thea, um, who he spent all day with her playing knots and crosses. She painted all of his nails blue um, and she drew a big blue love heart on his hand. And he was talking to people on the trip and he learned how Thea became, um, how Thea came into their care at Hagar International. Um, and they discovered that she had been sexually abused by her orphanage director. Um, and learning of her story and feeling that can, special connection with that, that young girl when he came back to Australia, he decided that he was going to start Polished Man. And that's where the whole thing about painting your fingernail blue came from. Um, and the whole thing about, um, ending violence against children. And over the years, over the last 10 years of the campaign, it's 10 years this year, the messaging has developed to include women as well because there is such a correlation between childhood violence and um, sexual assault and, and violence towards women. So it's, we don't just want to help with the recovery. We want to help prevent it altogether. And that's an education piece. And that's a an awareness piece. And that's what Polish Men is about. It's about raising awareness for this. And the reason that we get men on board, uh, we're called Polish Men, is because 95% of perpetrators of these types of violence are men so we know that within that subsect um, of men that are perpetrating violence against women and children if we can affect change within them we can eradicate violence altogether and we're not saying that all men are violent 95 percent of reported violences are perpetrated by men so there are certainly uh, lots of statistics out there and we're not saying, you know, all men are bad. We know that's not the case. Um, it's just about kind of educating and putting that awareness out in, into the community. It, it's so amazing when, you know, people say, I'm just one person, I can't make a difference. But this proves that you can. You've got one idea. It's about the motivation and the drive and having that purpose to go out and, and do what needs to be done, however small. I mean, there are so many uh, fundraising and charitable organizations that started just by a group of volunteers and have grown to be massive organizations. Um, and it's the, the difference that one person can make in anyone's life. I've been polishing my nail for Polish Man for God knows how long it's been running for 10 years this year. Um, and the amount of times that I've been out and I've had my one nail painted and had people go, what's that about? And I tell them it's a Polish man and this is what I'm doing. And they go, thank you. I'm a, I'm a victim survivor. Um, and I'm like, wow, I, I never knew that. Thank you for, for sharing with me. And they're like, 
I felt safe. I felt like you're an advocate. It's the same as, you know, um, you know, wearing a pin to say that you are an ally of the LGBTQI plus community. People then feel safe to share their story. Um, and I've had so many more people throughout my life tell me their stories now that they know I work for Polish Man and they've seen me paint my fingernail. And that's prompted us to share stories. And I think that's really important because so much of what happens with um, sexual violence and violence against children and, and all violence it's so stigmatized the way that mental health used to be. And there's that element of, of shame or guilt, especially with victims where they feel like they've done something wrong. And we see it often in the press, like we can see with the Brittany Higgins um, allegations. So many people were blaming her and say, what did she do to bring it on? And and that's the kind of the piece that a lot of victims feel they don't want to come forward, especially as women, because you think, what were you wearing? Were you drinking? Why are you alone? We blame so much of the victims and that needs to stop. We need to put the emphasis back on the perpetrators to be better and be better people in society. And that's what I love about polished men because it encourages men to be better, to be more polished, to step up, to speak out and take a stand when they see their friends or colleagues or anyone else acting inappropriately to step in and say, mate, that's not okay. You can't do that because silence only helps the perpetrator. It doesn't help the victim. So the more we speak up and we stand out and we talk about it, the more we normalize it in society and the more that we talk about it as victims and as survivors, then we can go, hey, I'm not alone. There are loads of other people that have experienced that and then you don't feel so segregated. You don't feel the shame and the guilt. It is incredibly difficult and I have nothing but utter respect for anyone who comes forward and make allegations or, I mean, there are people that just, they want to tell their story. They don't want charges to be laid. They just want it on record of what's happened. And I think that is so incredibly brave, um, especially in this day and age of, of social media where we are scrutinized and there's so much more information available to the public. And it, it's something that I've personally always tried to fight. I've always been a little bit too much information person. I will give people far too much information. I'm an open book. Um, you know, anyone who's um, ever spoken to me about why I work for Polish Man, I've always been very open about my um, my family history with child abuse and um, and domestic violence and, you know, going back one and two generations. And as I said before, it's just getting rid of that stigma um, and more people should be coming forward and saying this is what's happened to me um, because the, the bravery, I think, of that and how you feel after it's like being able to breathe again. But I understand that there's a lot of reasons why someone doesn't come forward um, and, you know, totally respect everyone's choice as long as, you know, they're feeling safe and they're getting the help and support that they need to, you know, get them through the experience that they went through. Um, but, yeah, being able to talk about it with people, it's there's there's nothing quite as cathartic as sharing your story and have someone validate how you're feeling and letting you know that it's okay and that you're not alone. And that's why there's so many wonderful support groups out there and why Polish Man has supported so many wonderful uh, beneficiaries that are in the recovery service, like Macaulay 
uh, here in in Victoria, the Macaulay Community Services for Women and Sampson, Hagar, um, there's countless other beneficiaries that we have supported over the years that provide the recovery services needed for women and children who um, either are either fleeing from a domestic violence situation or who have suffered from um, some form of violence. Absolutely. And I think we can chuck the show notes for those organizations in the show notes for this episode, because I feel like people being able to click through and have a look at what these organizations do is so powerful, especially like Samson. I think if people have listened to Jared's episode, they'll know that he does volunteer with Samson on a call line for young boys and men to be able to call into and speak to a survivor. And I think this is the thing where we are an underutilized resource and why I really enjoy what Polished Man has done so much, because it's not a bunch of people talking at survivors or talking about survivors. It's a, it's survivor voices that are leading conversations and creating themselves as a beacon. That's the power of sharing lived experience and having these voices coming from victim survivors as well, because how else are we going to break down the myths? How else are we going to make other people's experiences validated and accessible when we only hear one side? And that was the reason that I started Reclaim Me as well. I I just felt so frustrated by the narrative that I was hearing being from the offender or from the media's perspective. And I wanted to hear from the people who'd experienced it who were like me. Mm. And I just remember there was just this one moment where I thought as well, like, so many people know who Ivan Milat is. Not many people could name any of his victims. Yeah. And, you know, to your point about, you know, Ivan Milat and no one knows his victims, when it comes to things like sexual assault, I'm really disappointed in the way that certain uh, news agencies report. You know, it was all about, in, in the Bruce Lerman case, it was all the Brittany Higgins trial. She wasn't on trial. He was on trial. It should have been, those should have been the headlines. It should have been the Bruce Lerman trial, not the Brittany Higgins trial. And the fact that in 2023, the press and, you know, the majority of the media is still getting that wrong, it just further amplifies why so many women don't come forward because of that type of treatment, the way that the police have treated it. I've had friends that have gone through the same thing and they're on trial, but I still have to worry about what I'm wearing, um, you know, who I'm out with, how much I've had to drink walking alone at night, all of those things, we need to put the emphasis back on the perpetrators, educating young people. And as you said, you know, the ambassadors that we've got, they come from that real story. Um, I'm in talks with some really exciting people to hopefully come on board as ambassadors this year that come from that perspective of educating young boys and educating young women around consent around what's appropriate and how to how we respect each other and I mean you know the Australian government is finally on board we are looking at legislation coming in to have consent taught in primary schools I think that's going to be massive when it comes to the next generation I've got a nephew and he's in his primary school age I teach him all of that thing it's like hey buddy how was school can I give you a hug can I give you a kiss you've got to train that into them because when we were growing up, you know, I'm I'm 38 this year. When I was growing up, it was a if a boy pushed you over, that means he liked you. We're taught that abuse means I like you. And so then so many generations of women grew up thinking that that was the behavior that meant I like you. And we were taught, don't be too much, don't be too loud, don't be too this, don't be too that. And so we 
we got given this idea that we had to be a certain way and that we were only there to be boys to be played with type of thing and that there was whole generations of women who were just silenced and I think you know there was a certain point where that shifted in culture and women went no and you know it's the glorious dynams and it's you know the grace tames that just get up and say I will not be silenced and my inner feminist just goes yes I have been screaming this forever but no one ever listens and it gives you that courage to stand up and to say something and I think there is so much that we can do in this world if we band together and we do what's right I mean we've seen it with the feminist movement we've seen it with you know all the women's marches that have been happening you know We are loud, angry women, and we want to get in there and we want to have our say. My lot in life to be the social justice warrior. My brother-in-law calls me the social justice warrior because I see an injustice and I have to write it. I cannot sit still and stay silent. And that's part of what I love about Polish Man is you can do it quietly or you can do it loudly. If you're not one of those loud people that just, you know, want to get up and just say something and stand up for what's right but you want to show your support as well you can donate or you can just quietly paint your fingers and then if someone asks you that question you can do it you see so many of the charity chuggers and people on the street you know yelling and screaming about donate to me and this is why all you've got to do is paint your finger now and when someone asks you you tell them um, you've got people like Braden who are just so amazing um, and he auctions off a, a fingernail every every week and says you know donate a hundred dollars and you get to choose what I put on that fingernail for the week and you know you get some really funky cool designs and then you've got other people who will just do you know a, a beautiful manicure whatever color they want but always put the blue on the one fingernail because it's that point of difference and it's especially for men to paint their nails we've got a really awesome guy coming on board as an ambassador um Lucas, he's over in WA and he runs Glossy Boys, which is a nail pen for boys to paint their nails. And it's, he, his tag is Unboring Your Hands. And he is this fantastic 13, 14 year old um, entrepreneur. And he started this business with the help of his mum. And he's got young boys painting their nails and feeling okay about it. And I think that's a great link in with with Polish men because it's, you know, we get a lot of comments throughout the years of, um, you know, some men saying, oh, you want me to do something that I equate with um, femininity or, you know, something like that with painting an nail. I'm like, now polish doesn't have a gender. Anyone can paint their nails. You know, my nephew's been painting his nails since he was born and he's been ridiculed for it at preschool. And I've always said, now polish doesn't have a gender. It's like colour doesn't have a gender. We can do whatever we want to do in this world when it comes to our own bodies. Um, and I think that should flow on. You know, a man painting his nail is no different to a woman wanting to be left alone or a child needing to be left alone because no one should have any say over what we do with our bodies except us. And it, it all kind of, you know, comes back back to that. And that's kind of what I love about Polish man is it gives you license to be yourself and tell your story. And also I feel like 
really challenges that, you know, heteronormative, blokey bloke stereotype. Men don't talk about problems. If something happened to you, keep it quiet. And Mm -hmm. it challenges that old, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s rigmarole of you're not tough if you speak out about it. And real men bottle everything up and, you know, real Mm -hmm. men don't have feelings. Like it is such a small way to dip your toe, I guess, into starting to break down maybe some of your own potential stigmas. So I feel like that's also just a wonderful way to break down that barrier. It's like, we're not saying to wear a skirt to work. We're not saying that you have to do that, but just by doing this thing that otherwise has been seen as a feminine thing or as a woman only thing, it's an opportunity for you to break down a little bit of a gender stereotype. And maybe in breaking down that steps you closer towards acknowledging things that have happened to you or even potentially things that you've done or been blocking out. Absolutely. And I think that's what is kind of happening in society kind of like a lot over the last couple of years is we're we're all challenging um, our identities and ourselves. And um, I'm really into to vintage. Like I love vintage. I love, you know, I wear the 1950s um, vintage dresses. I do the pinup. I would have loved to live in that era, but I probably – uh, personally, personality-wise, would not have fit in that era. Um, but you know, whenever I've had a man say to me, oh, "I can't paint my nail," that's that's feminist. And I was like, "Do you like women who wear high heels?" And they're like, "Yeah, I love it." And I was like, "High heels were originally designed for men. You know, it's the color pink synonymous with women and girls. You know, it's a girly color. Pink was actually a boy's color for royal babies." There is so much in society that we've been told that it should be like this, it should be like that. It doesn't matter. If a man wants to wear a dress or a skirt, whatever, for October do it. They have men in dresses all the time. <laughs> I know men who wear kilts. Is that a skirt? That's, yes. See, that's the interesting thing as well because that is seen as so hyper-masculine to be wearing yes. a kilt, like a Scottish um, Scottish dude wearing a kilt, and it's so hot as well. You see a guy in a kilt and you're like, yeah. wow, that is that's some, those are some legs. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, like I, I know men that are into cross-dressing or, you know, they, I know people who are non-binary and, you know, they may have been born a man, but they identify as a woman and they wear skirts and dresses. I wear pants and I'm a cisgendered woman. It doesn't matter. It's all about how you express yourself. My theory on life is just be a good person. I don't care what you wear, how you want to do your hair, however you want to express yourself. As long as you are respectful and you treat me with respect, then we're good. Um, you know, we had we had Jocks on Frenello as our ambassador last year. Rest in peace, Jock. Rest um, in peace, Jock, yeah. And he had no problem painting his now. And, you know, he's a tough Scottishman and, you know, he was very open about his struggles with anxiety and depression and and drugs previously. And, you know, we had this this big masculine man who comes in and he's so lovely and he was just the most respectful, wonderful person. And he's painting his, he was painting his own now, even before the hair and makeup artist could get to him to do it. And, you know, you look at a man like that and I think in my head, that's a real man. You know, there's so much talk around I'm a real man and, you know, the toxic masculinity and and all of that. And I just think a real man is someone who 
can be open about how they're feeling, be open about their struggles. This whole myth around that, you know, to be a man means bottling up your feelings and and not sharing your emotion. That's total crap. I don't abide by that at all. Um, I think we're coming much more far along as a society where men are much more open and able to experience their feelings. And I see it in the Polish men ambassadors that we have and of the men that share their stories with us. And I am always so humbled that I get to be a part of this campaign and bring these stories to the forefront and champion these people that take what they've gone through and made a positive out of it because we all know terrible things happen. But it's about how you pick yourself up and you move on with that. And if you can take your experience and use that to try to make society and life better for other people, then I've got nothing but respect and admiration for those brave, brave people. And I know I've done it throughout my career in charity over the last 11 years, and I certainly feel the strong connection with Polish Man given my family history as well. And I think we all have a little part to play. I mean, Polish Man's been going for 10 years and we're still going and we've got such an amazing community around us and all they want to do is get out there and spread the message and fundraise and try to eradicate it. So hopefully in another 10 years, I won't be here doing this job. I will have moved on to another charity because we don't need Polish men anymore because we have ended violence against women and children. Um, I don't think that's really going to happen because unfortunately it's a really systemic issue. But I think the harder we work to tackle a problem, the better off we're going to be in the future. We have far too many young children and women being affected by violence. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's the solution? 
let's get on it and do it now. Absolutely. And that's so much of the importance of this speaking out as well, though, I feel, because I think there is a misplaced feeling out there in Australia that is that doesn't happen here or it's not common here, or that only happens in low socioeconomic areas with people from migrant backgrounds. That's a mm-hmm. standard white person's from a privileged background's idea of what this is. And it's an important thing that we need to understand that family violence and sexual violence against children does not discriminate. The offenders can be anybody. And that's why I really, you know, push against people using the terms like, um, pedophile even, because pedophilia is a paraphilia, which is mm-hmm. a diagnosed condition. And pedophilia only refers to prepubescent children. And the reason that I turn that around as well is because you hear the word pedophile and you have an image that's going to conjure up in your mind. Mm-hmm. So unless we're talking about a convicted person who has been found to have pedophilia, um, that's that's fine. We can use that. But I feel like we need to stop referring to them as pedophiles monsters, predators, um, you know, these these outlandish words that conjure up an image in your mind that is other than human. Mm. And I feel like the more and more that we tell these stories, we're humanizing the offender as well, which is so important because they are human. They're not monsters and they're not evil. They are people who have chosen to offend in the worst ways possible. And the more that we continue to use this hyper language, I feel one of the most common headlines that I do see is, you know, oh no, I never expected that from a person like him. I never expected anything like that. How can somebody that looks so normal behave in such a way? Um, You know, those are the things as well that people need to see. Larry Nassar is one of the most normal looking dudes you've ever seen. You know, it's not, you know, Ivan Malat, he did have a big beard and some wayward hair, but again, is that what you think of when you think of a murderer? It's important that we stop this inflammatory language because when you listen to victim survivors, they might use a word like, I think that he's evil, but they would have said 10 other things in reference to behaviours and things that happened. There's not many of them that have been abducted off the side of the road it by a stranger. That's the smallest percentage of abductions, for example, as one type of crime. The highest percentage is familial or somebody that you know. So talking yeah. about child sexual abuse, we're talking usually about somebody, uh, a family member, whether it be close or an extended family member, like a cousin or an auntie or an uncle. But then we're also potentially talking about anybody that has access to your child, mm-hmm. anybody. And that's a swimming teacher. It doesn't take hours to offend against a child. It could be seconds. It could be minutes. Minutes. And I don't say these things to fear monger. I say these things because education is power. Mm-hmm. And the power of polished man to me is giving the voice back to these victims who are sharing their stories because that's what we need to look at. You know, th- these are the things that we need to listen to if we're ever going to combat the issue. We can't talk always in statistics. We need to talk about realities as well. Yeah, exactly. Real people, real stories. I mean, you know, to your point, we got taught when we were younger about stranger danger. Yes. But as you said, a lot of the time it's someone who you know. Um, it it shouldn't have been a conversation about stranger danger. It should have been a conversation around personal protection and how to be appropriate and respectful with someone. Um, you know, if we're taught that 
what we're doing is not okay, we don't do it. For the most part, people don't do it. And I think that's like a lot of the problems that you do find with uh, coercive control and, you know, domestic violence and things like that, it's the, the perpetrators oftentimes don't see that they're doing anything wrong. But then you've got the flip side where they do know that they're doing something wrong, but no one's ever stopped them. There's so many facets around um, sexual violence against women and children that we don't understand and it's an individual circumstance. And I think the more that as a society we say this is not okay and we come together and, you know, you, you see something happening, um, you know, a, an argument in a in a nightclub between a man and a woman, or, you know, be, between anyone and go, okay, this this is not okay, you're pushing her, you're making her feel uncomfortable, whatever the situation is, stepping in and, and like saying this is not okay, you can't do that, forces the perpetrator to look at their actions and how it's being portrayed. And majority of the time they take a look at that and they go, oh, okay, I'm doing something wrong. And it, we're taught that as children, you know, don't, don't hit your sister. You know, don't throw things at people. And then you stop doing it because you know it's wrong. And I think that's a, a large part of um, kind of the male society has that aggression, you know, that, as we said, the toxic masculinity. And it's allowing them to be okay with their emotions and not vent it in such an angry kind of physically violent way as well is, you know, something to look at. But there's just so much that we can do as individuals, as a society. I know I stand up for it. I know all of my friends are exactly the same. I travel in a big pack of brightly coloured girls in vintage outfits. People can see and hear us coming. And if anyone had tried anything inappropriate with any of us girls, there would be hell to pay. It's we have each other's back and girls know you travel in packs because it's safety in numbers. And I think that's something that it's a little bit sad that that's what we have to do. You know, there's there's so many stories about women who carry pepper spray or, um, you know, don't wear headphones at night and, you know, have your keys laced within your fingers so you can use them as a weapon, all of those things. You ask men what they do to keep themselves safe, they don't think of anything. But as women, it's just ingrained in us and it's it's really, really sad, you know, even like me. I'm 38 years old. I'm a single woman. If I get on the train late at night, you're automatically a little bit paranoid if someone sits too close or I, I had a friend who was um, travelling on a train home after a work Christmas party and a colleague had gotten on the same train because they lived around the same area. He tried to sexually assault her on the way home. She was married. He was married. At no point did she give him any signals. He was just drunk and thought it was okay. Um, and these stories happen every day, but no one talks about them. It's only when someone files charges or when someone dies that it gets really put into the press. And so as I was, as to my point before, we only know about what's reported. There is such a, a different culture around how we treat women and also about how we treat 
someone who has abused a woman or a child and they don't line up. The environment that we grew up in, I was watching an episode of Friends the other day and I was like, that is incredibly problematic. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to cancel friends. I love friends. I've just, as somebody that has ADHD, I always have something going in the background that I've seen before, like easy watching um, yeah. so that I can just work with something, some music or something on, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just easy to work to. And absolutely. There's this scene in like season three, I think it is, where Ross and Rachel get back together and well, they're trying they're thinking about getting back together. They go to the beach house and Phoebe figures out that her namesake is actually her mother or her birth mother. Um, and they're at this beach house kind of thing, and Ross and Rachel share a kiss, and are they gonna get back together is the big thing. Um, and it's just so crazy because something that historically wouldn't have been seen as something, and it's actually a point, it's a joke, it's a laugh in the show, Mm -hmm. is he says they kiss and they decide they're going to get back together and Ross stops kissing Rachel and he says, um, you know, I'm just going to have to go and break up with her now. And Rachel says, like, why do you have to do it now? Can you not do it tomorrow? And he goes, well, if I go back in there, she's going to want to do stuff. And she goes, can't you just say you're not in the mood? And he laughs and goes, no, she likes that. And you know, the inference is that he would have no choice in whether they had sex or not. And then Mm. he makes another joke and says, actually, like a number of times when I've been asleep and then Rachel kind of stops him and goes, oh, that's too much information. And it's a laughing point again. So there's two things that have been made fun of about the fact Mm -hmm. that he's got no choice in these sexual encounters. But he's also kind of showing that he doesn't care as well, which is imagine to the victim survivors of that generation seeing that, having been offended against by a woman, you know, you think of many of them, what does that signal to them that this is a laughing matter for other people? Disney. I love Disney. Disney is my world. But you look at some of those movies and like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, just go up and kiss a girl while she's unconscious. That's totally okay. It's not okay. And these are what we were brought up with. Um, I mean, even, you know, to the point of it wasn't even recognised until I think maybe 15 years ago that uh, rape within marriage, it was just expected that if a wife didn't want to have a sex and the husband did, she had to submit. There was there was no crime in that until, you know, sometime earlier on in this century. And that is absolutely ridiculous. I think that as you said, it's, you know, we're much more educated now. We've got a lot more information and it is kind of like, I feel like, you know, it was the wild, wild west and we're now moving into this modern century and there's still a lot of old school people that want to keep things the way that they were. They don't like change. They want a world where, um, you know, we're not woke or, you know, where we don't have all these uncomfortable conversations, but I think we need to. And I think that if it if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. This society that we have is broken, and that's why so many people are trying to fix it. We need to speak up. We need to say something. That whole kind of piece of what happens within a marriage and what happens in a family, you don't air your dirty laundry. You just you don't talk about it. You, you press it down and you don't talk about it because the guilt and the shame would come out. But the more that we talk about it, the less shame is associated, the less guilt is associated. And I think it's, you know, not to get on my feminist high horse, but, you know, it's the patriarchy trying to keep the women down a little bit, I think. Um, 
and, and anyone it keeps that the they... men down too. It's it's it does. And that's the thing. For that's the thing as well. It's like feminism isn't for women. No, it's about feminism equality. Is it for children? Feminism is for any minority. Feminism is for injustices. Feminism is for male survivors of sexual abuse. Feminism mm. is for reducing male suicides, which is the leading cause of death for young men. Mm-hmm. And when people remove their thought process from that feminism mindset mm-hmm. being a woman's thing. And even in that thing, why is women's equality so problematic to so many people? Exactly. To make them care about it, we have to say it impacts them. We get, um, we get labelled as man haters. I'm like quite the opposite, actually. I'm a I'm a, a cis hetero woman. I love men in large quantities, not so much individually. Yes, but it's. When you when you say you're a feminist, people just automatically go, oh no, okay. And it's like it by definition, it's about equality of society. I don't care who you are. I just want everyone to be equal. Absolutely, and I think it's important as well, like bringing it back to polished men more specifically. Like it's just so important that people know as well. Like there's no responsibility on you to a report anything unless it's you know you're aware of crimes happening to somebody else, especially a child, you are mandated to report knowledge of a crime. Mm-hmm. It's actually a crime not to report that. <laughs> but, but more I mean that to the police. <laughs> yes, more I mean yeah. about yourselves. Like, you know, justice is not justice is different for everybody. And, you know, as they're talking in generalizations here, we're more talking about coming forward publicly with any kind of things that you want to. But if that's something that you don't want to do, that's completely fine. There are mm-hmm. ways that you can support polish men like um you said you can just paint a nail even if that's something that you don't want to do it's too much for you that's completely fine it might be having a smaller conversation with other people um it might be reaching out to some of the ambassadors who are going to be on social media who are going to be sharing their profiles who you're going to be able to contact via email or social media and maybe just starting a conversation with somebody like that you don't even have to share what you've gone through with them i think most ambassadors who've shared anything before are aware of the situation and get messages like that quite often. Might even be reaching out to a formal service like those ones that Polished Man is supporting, like Samson and others. So I think, do you mind maybe explaining, like, what's this campaign going to look like when it comes out and how can people get involved or how can they support Polished Man in any way, additional to what we've spoken about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll be looking to uh, do our soft launch um, in August. I've got a brand new campaign coming out. We've got all new creative and all new messaging and um, some really fun stuff coming out. So people can sign up. You head over to polishman.com. You can sign up. You can make a donation. You can just share the page. You know, if if you can't donate yourself, but you really want to fundraise, sign up to be a fundraiser and just share the page. Um, we also do a really cool thing every year with pet stock. We do the polished pets and, you know, people, little pets get a little bandana and they get some little um, nail polish that's safe for pets. And, you know, people polish up their pets' nails and fundraise that way as well. So you can get your pet involved. Um, and, yeah, it, it's super easy. You just paint one fingernail. Both hands if you want, one hand if you want, it doesn't matter. And um, just have that conversation when people say, why have you only got one fingernail painted blue? 
just have that conversation. I'm doing this for Polish Man, uh, painting my now blue throughout October to support women and children who have experienced violence because we're trying to end violence against women and children. And Polish Man isn't a charitable organisation in itself. It is run by the charitable organisation YGAP. So we're just a campaign here at Polish Man. We don't offer services um, related to anything to do with violence against women and children. Uh, we do have people contact us wanting to wanting to talk and we refer them to the appropriate people. There is a page on our website that says where you can go. Uh, 1-800-RESPECT is always good. And obviously if you're wanting to report uh, sexual violence, you can go to your local police station um, or you can call 1-800-RESPECT. There's stop violence. There's a, there's a host of other uh, services that you can contact. Polish Man is just an awareness and fundraising campaign. And anyone can join anywhere around the world. And we often, 13% of the people that fundraise for us are outside of Australia. And we're hoping to to really broaden that in coming years as well. Oh, that's so amazing. So I think we'll release this and anybody listening to this from outside of Australia, get involved. I think Absolutely. actually I've seen a, um, an image of Michael Unbroken, who's been on this podcast before, who's from the States, who was an ambassador one year as well. He was. I'm trying to get him to come back for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I hope so. He's an absolute legend, a lovely, lovely person. Put in lovely a good man. word for me. Oh, I will send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. We'll see what we can do. But, you know, I think that's that's the power of this as well and how far it can reach. And I was just thinking as you were speaking then ways that I might be able to fundraise and, you know, I just I work in a standard office as my day-to-day job and I feel like you could announce, you know, if your workplace is okay with that, this mm. Friday bring in paint and nail, bring in a gold coin donation or bring in a whatever. See if you can donate, you know, you can generate a QR code or send people a link and so they can donate. Um, yeah, and we do have Polish businesses. Last year for the first year we launched the Polished Business Campaign. So um, businesses can come on board and say, you know, us as a business we're going to do it. We had some amazing businesses last year. Um, we had, I'm sure it was their name, um, REA, like real estate. Um, we had Neverland. We had Dulux come on board, uh, Broken Hill Toyota. Industry came on board as well. Uh, Stockpay, Essendon and Mazda, you know, we had all of these amazing businesses that went, we're going to fundraise as a business. They held local business nights. Um, they did raffles. They did lunches, anything that you could possibly imagine. They did. We even had Essendon Mazda was, I think they were donating like $5 per car sold for the month of October is what got donated. So if you can dream it, you can do it pretty much. Um, and yeah, anyone can sign up. You can sign up as part of a team, as an individual, as a workplace. If there's corporate partners out there that want to be involved, they can contact me through the website. We'd love to have them on board. Um, yeah, there's there's kind of like no end to, to what you want to do. I've had people that have said, you know, I'm giving up coffee for the month of October. So I'm donating the $4 I would spend a day to the campaign instead. And then other people are like, that's really awesome. I'm going to donate my monthly or my weekly coffee to you as well. And it's, it's the smallest thing. I mean, if, if everyone around Australia donated $1 to this campaign, we will have far exceeded our million-dollar target for the year. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's just so much that you can do. Don't ever think that I'm only one person. I can't make change because you absolutely can. Yeah. And this is something that I think this 
podcast and the community who listens to this podcast is really wonderful at, and that's calls to action. Um, I think everybody individually can start to understand the impacts that they can make, whether it be signing um, a petition or adding an email, you know, you are one person, but if everybody else doesn't do it, then nobody does it. Um, But there's the other thing that I always say, and this is equally sad, but incredibly inspirational to me as well, that I feel as a, as a motivator, um, around change. And that is that sadly, most offenders have more than one victim. And sadly, they offend often prolifically before they're caught because we know all of those other statistical factors that we've spoken about, about people who don't come forward or, you know, people who don't believe them. And, you know, a lot of men are, or certain types of offenders are able to continue offending with impunity. When you think about that one offender has multiple victims, what that means is that there's more victims than there are offenders. And when I consider that, I feel like there's more of us than there are of them. And the change that we can enact through our lived experience, the change that we can enact through our shared hatred of this type of crime and our shared desire to want to make and enact change, we can all do that. And together there are more of us than there are of them. And when we walk together, it's quite loud. So I think it's an important thing to remember that this community can be massive when we all come together. Absolutely. I think one of the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is um, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And another one that I've always tried to live my life by is be the change you want to see in the world. And I think... You know, there are so many people that think, oh, that's horrible, but there's nothing that I can do. You can. If anybody is having difficulty with anything and wants to reach out to any services, there will be some linked in the show notes for this episode, along with the Polished Man website, which you can go to, and there's a list of resources through that website as well. If you want to get involved with any of the campaign information, we'll be able to link that through as well. Um, And if you want to get in touch with any of the former ambassadors that have been on this podcast, you're more than welcome to. So I can probably list those off and give you some some links to their profiles too. Um, Polished Man is also on social media. Where can people follow Polished Man? Yeah, um, we're at at Polished Man. Uh, Pretty much it. That's our Facebook handle. That's our Instagram handle. All the social medias, it's just Polished Man. Perfect. So I'll make sure that there's quick and easy links to all of those as well. Um, so anybody listening can get involved really quickly. It's been such a pleasure to have you on to speak and to talk about not only the campaign, um, but bringing, I guess, a personal experience to it and and having that broader discussion with me around the ways that we hope that we can impact on what we're trying to change. I think it's just an incredibly amazing conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. You know, if anyone wants to to reach out to have have a chat about their experience and how they can help Polish Man, I'm more than happy to do that. We get a lot of people reaching out through emails and uh, Instagram. Instagram messages is probably the best way to reach me uh, on the Polish Man account. But yeah, just feel free to to reach out and um, to anyone listening that is a victim survivor. You're not alone. I'm just sorry that it's happened, but you're not alone and there are people out there who care. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Reclaim Me.
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you do need help or support, please reach out to those crisis services or suggested resources in the show notes for this episode. Have a look after yourself and make sure that you're doing and taking the time that you need to process the information or to process anything that may have come up that was triggering for you. Lastly, I do have one ask. Can you please take the time to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any platform that you listen to Reclaim Me on? This helps tremendously with me reaching additional people and making sure that we get the word out there that there is no shame or stigma that should be associated with being a victim of these crimes. If you could also share this podcast with somebody you may know, as you may not be a survivor yourself, but you sure as hell know one. Thank you again. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.